Another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerf DJs Radio Network. Shout out to the whole Nerf DJs family. Um, y'all already know, man, I only rock with legends over this way. And today is absolutely no exception. We have the brother, he has worked with Ashante. I swear, Vezo. And if you know me, you know I fucks with Vezo. Heavily, so we definitely got to talk talk about that one. Cash Dow, Erica Banks. I got to read. It's too many names for me to remember. I'm old and I'm fat, and my memory is the size of an ant. Mac, Mary Mac, Sean Skriller, Pee Wee Longway, the baby, and more. <laughs> we got the super producer himself, Mister Lord G. What's going on, King? How you doing? How's it going? How's it going? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to have me. Oh man, this, the pleasure is all mine, man. How you doing? How's your family? Everything, everything, man. Gratitude, gratitude. You sound like you're from down south. Where you from, bro? From South Carolina. Okay, okay. Where about that, man? South Carolina. Mm-hmm. How you meet all these people from South Carolina? <laughs> well, when I came to Charlotte, I started networking more heavier than uh, when I was in South Carolina. I grew up in a small town. Um, learned engineering, and engineering took me a lot of places. Do you prefer engineering or producing? Both. Um, I feel like you need both of them at the same time. What do you like about engineering? Um, just experience, um, creativity. Because basically, uh, you can just play around with vocals mixed with sound, with instruments and stuff like that. So you get to play around with both, which is a great experience. Instead of just playing around with the beat itself, you get mm-hmm. to play around with the vocals and the beat itself. So, okay, so so how big of a town are we talking about in South Carolina? Um, small town, small country town. You talking about like one McDonald's town? Yeah, one McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yo, that's crazy. I've never actually been to a town with only one McDonald's. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one McDonald's, one Wendy's. Like, you know, so after 12 o'clock, if you ain't getting nothing to eat from either restaurant, it's over with. It's over with. You better hope you have some oodles and noodles or something in the kitchen because it's, it's over with. Okay, you know what? I've always thought that that at some point in life, I kind of want to move to a town like that. Why'd you want to leave? Um, Just expanding. Um, I feel like I now work with uh, a lot of the majority of the artists in my town. So I just want to expand and get to meet a lot of more artists so i had to move to a bigger city it mm-hmm. was a risk i took a risk it's because i only knew one person up in charlotte north carolina which he introduced me to everybody oh man um damn uh 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 what's my man name is mozzie brick i want to say 
I gotta look it up. His brother, he's got a podcast there in North Carolina, man. That I, uh, I should know his name. I, 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 but he's got a, he's got a big, big following there, man. So I'm gonna have to plug you in with him too. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. King Mozzie. I don't know why. Why I had King a brain Mar- fart. King yeah. King Maserati uh, Santana. Yeah, he's doing his thing down there on the Rise TV, man. That's, you know, like he came to Cleveland. You know. It's my oh, guy. Okay, on the Rise TV. Okay, okay, that, that's for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to link you in with him. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Why North Carolina though? Like, what was it about North Carolina? I mean, most people go to New York, L.A., or Atlanta. Um, <laughs> my my move before I came to Charlotte um was gonna be Atlanta, but um I ain't have a lot of connects and stuff like that. Um, as far as me just out there without knowing nobody just really network from the ground up i'd rather just have at least one or two friends i actually know mm-hmm. before i make that move so i can already get introduced to a lot of people and know my way around okay how long you been there uh north carolina just about seven years okay all right so it's been working out clearly mm-hmm. um so who was the first person that you 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 met and you're like okay this was the right decision um well, it was it was a lot of uh majority of the artists like far as South Carolina, I was on the outside looking in far as uh, Charlotte artists go. So, um a friend of mine, which his name is uh Young Ice, he um he already knew a lot of the guys I wanted to work with. He was like, Yo, just give me the names, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I get them in the studio with you. Um, because I had the quality, I had the engineering quality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so at first I felt like I ain't have the quality. Um, but my friend of mine, he was like, man, you got the quality, just come up. I got you. Whoever you want to work with, I'm going to make sure I get you in the studio with him. And that first day I came up here, everything he told me over the phone, he did it that same day. Really? That same day. I met all the artists I wanted to work with. I got, I gave him what, like four or five artists I wanted to work with. They already had like a, a buzz in the city. Mm-hmm. And he already had relationships with him, so he made sure I worked with him that same night. Yo, so how how did you end up with the baby? Um, I actually met the baby um when I first moved up here. That was one of the artists also that uh that uh I met through uh a friend of mine's. Um Is dude an was, asshole or is he a nice guy? If you don't if you don't know him, you'll make it he'll probably make you feel like you're an asshole. Okay. So, <laughs> a lot of people say that, though. You know what? Like, you, it, it, I don't know. I think to an extent, like, he, he's... Any guy coming into a lot of money, any person coming into a lot of money is going to make some mistakes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. when you're in entertainment, your mistakes is, like, everywhere. Right, right. You know, right. so I think he had a learning curve, and, you know, some things he kind of shot himself in the foot, some things are just growing pains, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he just, you know, you get a label, and sometimes, especially if you get a label as an asshole, that's hard to shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, down to earth, dude, humble. Mm-hmm. As far as my experience go, um, I can't speak for everybody else, but um, yeah, very humble, dude, cool. Always invite me to the sessions. Uh, back then, mm-hmm. even if I wasn't recording, um. You know, just just good dude, humble dude. Um, but far as me looking in the industry, far as how people saying, I don't I don't see that in them. Okay. 
you know, I don't get that vibe from them. Okay. Which is which is really what I what I, I really want to hear to be quite honest. You know, like I, I kinda want and I don't want people to, you know, at least our people to be perceived in such a way that, you know, it, it's not conducive to them being successful. All right. You feel me? Were you intimidated when you got in the studio with him? Nah, because and, I had and not him personally, but just his stature. Um, no, not really because I had already built a relationship with him before everything mm-hmm. started happening. Okay. So who was the first big artist that you worked with? Was it him? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At what point in his career was he? Like what were you engineering or were you producing? I was engineering more than producing. Okay. Um, the friend that uh that introduced me and brought me up here, uh, he was producing. So he made the beats and I engineered the artists. Okay. So at what point did you uh start letting people hear your tracks? Um well, I was making beats first as far as engineering, before engineering. Mm. But um I felt like the quality wasn't there as far as the beats go. So I ain't really let nobody hear me until I got the quality right. So that's when I learned engineering mm. and I say, Hey, okay, I can do this. if I can do this with the vocals. I can do this with instruments. So um, once I learned that, then that's when I started uh, letting people hear my beats. Because at first, I was around a lot of producers that made hard beats, mm. and I was like, "Yo, I ain't gonna play my beats. I ain't ready yet." <laughs> really? So uh, once I figured out how to mix my beats, then that's when I started letting people hear because I felt I felt confident in myself then. So it wasn't the actual beat itself, it was the, the, the quality of the sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you do that, to change that? Um, basically just trial and error, um, just doing it my way. And still and still to this day, you know, with, with uh, quality, uh, creating quality, just experiment. Mm-hmm. Ain't no right or wrong way. It just, if it sounds good to you, it sounds good to you. But you got to have the confidence to let an artist let the audience hear it mm-hmm. so um once i built that confidence up i say man you know what i'm gonna take the beats to the studio people's already know i know how to make beats but they i ain't played my beats in over like 10 years so once i figured out the quality that i like that i was going with i played some beats in the studio people was going crazy i was like oh, okay that's it i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's pretty dope, though, man. What you using, hardware or software? Uh, software. Okay, what, what what program, if you don't mind? Uh, FL Studio. Oh, okay, yeah, man. I tried that shit back in the day. Apparently, I have no talent. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? And I take that back. Like, for every probably 25 beats I would make, like, one would be really fire. Mm-hmm. But that's a horrible average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make no money with that yeah. average. That's why I don't yeah. make it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's more about the work with me. You know what I mean? Um, it's more about the work with me and networking because once you build a relationship with certain mm-hmm. peoples, mm-hmm. they'll just automatically go with the flow of whatever you going with. And so if you feel like out of them 25 beats and you only playing and you feel and you only like one, if you already build a relationship. The people's already like your work, you might as well just play out 25. I'm pretty sure they gonna like them. You, you might be right there. You know, like <laughs> cause what I think is trash, because I've heard hit songs and I'm like, ooh, that's horrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Matter right. of fact, is there a song that describes who you are by anybody? Um, Apparently not. Maybe it's the blackout. I, <laughs> somebody, yeah, somebody uh, must have called you. Yeah. Um, so a song. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of rap, hip hop, but I grew up on a lot of hip hop though. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite style of uh, for the song, mm, I just like R and B. I like street music, but I like R and B more than the street music. Um, so I just go with that because R and B is like a type of mood that balances you out, mellow, yeah. melodic. Yeah. yeah, you know, good feel music, soulful. Yeah. Yeah, like, so, and, like, and that's my, you know, that's my personality. So, I could see you rocking with Anthony Hamilton. Man, I'd like to meet him one day. But what's crazy is, um, I used to work at the same studio he recorded at, mm-hmm. and so, but I never got a chance to meet him. Um, him and uh, Ashley, uh, Fantasia. Oh, I love Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's just a consign too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, how how did you end up working with Ashanti? Um, it was actually uh through another um artist. Um he actually did a song with Ashanti. And mm-hmm. then um they released the song, but then this was back in the day when they released the song, the song probably ain't even out no more. Mm-hmm. But you know, like if you uh you know, like me and the artist, if they do a feature with a major artist and then um you're automatically uh eligible for that credit. So um, it wasn't um, a Shanti song. It was just an artist I knew that did a song with Shanti. Oh, okay, I got you. So did you do the beat? The ah, you produce it? Yeah, I did the beat. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. the name of the song, man? I gotta check this out. Um, ooh, that been so long ago. Ooh, Whew. you don't look old enough to be so long ago. In. Well, I've been doing it since I was fifteen. I'm thirty three now. Really, fifteen? Mm-hmm. And so at what point, like, how old were you? You said you've been there seven years then. So, so what were you, like, 25, 26? I was, yeah, around that age, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. All right, so at what at what point do you decide to be, like, this is my life? This is this is my profession now? Um, The money what, what got me at first because coming from a small town, I was charging, like, $20, $25 a song. So um, when I came to Charlotte, that's what changed. I was like, oh, they don't charge by the song. They charge by the hour. So um, once I um, figured out they charge by the hour and people was actually shopping with me because of the quality I had, mm-hmm. where have, um, it just changed me. Like I'm like, oh, wow. You can really make a living off this. But the only thing, the only thing, the main thing to do is be consistent with it. So Man, I not slept in the studios and everything just to just to do it. That that's how much I'm down with it. And so twenty five dollars um, a song, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hometown, yeah, back in the day, yeah. That niggas paying yeah. you in, in food stamps or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just starting out on the engineering level, though. I was just starting out, so you know. You know what? Sometimes I was talking to somebody the other day, man, and it's a such thing as being too humble. Yeah, yeah. I still get that all the time. That you too humble? Yeah, I still get that. 
because it makes you it it it, it costs you money right Right. You know, being too arrogant can cost you money and being too humble can cost you money because right. you're not charging what you really worth. Right. Right. You right. know, and, and how long have you had a manager? Um, well, I just uh, signed with the uh, management team, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. A uh, big shout out to Brittany uh, okay. taking it over management. Um, I just signed uh, last week, but okay. I've been rocking with her for, for months. Okay. Yeah, see, that's that's a that's a great thing, especially for somebody that's like super humble, because where you may say yes to a bunch of shit, she's not. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. She's gonna tell people no. This is, and get you what you deserve. Right. You feel me? Um. So, do you have a certain process to to producing, um, or is it you just sit at home, make beats after beats after beats, and then you you submit a tape? How does that go for you? Uh, well, I sit at home. My goal is uh, once I sit down to make beats, my goal is to make ten beats a week. But mm-hmm. I can make them in the same day. But I rather scratch it out like that because you know sometimes the ears get tired, and then you know the ideas, you know they they, they start running low. So um, I try once I sit down. My main goal is like five beats once I sit down, and then mm-hmm. I just take them to the studio. Okay, so so at what point are you like, oh, do you let other people hear it before you take it to the studio, or you just at this point you you like, yeah, this 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 that shit. Yeah, yeah, I just I just take it because, like, what I had to learn is what I don't like. A lot of people's will like. Yeah. So, um, I just had to say, I just had to say, man, I'm gonna just take all five beats to the studio, even though I probably like two out the whole thing, but I'm just gonna take all five on there. So how you end up fucking with Vezo? Um. That's my family. Really? Yeah, that's my family. Um, like, 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 but, we cool family or like, yeah, like, like for real not, family? Like, like not real family. <laughs> oh, um, kidding me, man! I fucking love Vezo, bro. Um, but my first time really working with him, um, uh, in the studio is when he had came down here for a, a show. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my brother was the first one that worked with him in the studio, and then um. When I came to the studio, because me and my brother was working at the same studio, what's crazy about it is my brother was already in the studio and I was just coming to the studio. So I go into the room in the back area with the, uh, the studio room that he working at. And I'm like, I see security with guns, scrap. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> chain, a lot of chain. I say, oh, man, somebody must got some money in here. <laughs> Something going on. <laughs> And so I um I walked in the room, but I didn't see Bezel at first mm-hmm. because he was in the booth. You know, I was just, I just came in the studio speaking to my brother. I walked back out because the security was looking at me like who he is. I ain't want to make nobody feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I walked out. And my brother was like, "Yo, I recorded Ice with Vezo. I'm like, he was in the booth. He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Ain't no way." And then he sent me the song. I was like. Yo, ain't no way, ain't no way. Matter of fact, it's the uh the intro on um um uh the last not the last album he put out. Well, yeah, it is the last album he put out, but I forgot the name of it. Um, it ain't the one with the Chamber Brothers on it, is it? Oh, you say who? The one with the Chamber Brothers. Uh, I'm not sure. I know it's um because I know he put the joint out. Uh, he also had the joint out with with uh drama. Oh yeah, that's for that. Yeah, that's for that. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's for that. Um, it might be the one with Chamber Brothers on it. Hey, yeah, move, move, move your phone up just a little bit. To okay. Half your face getting cut off. I, you know, I, I want you to be able to look back and actually see you, not 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 just your nose. Okay, I got you. You can see me now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So how you end up? How did you end? Did you end up producing for him? Um, actually, uh, this artist I uh was working with, um, named Fat Sosa. Mm-hmm. He uh he did a song with him, and I'm um Fat Sosa's uh, engineer. So they called me to the studio. Did the song. This was my first time really working with him. Um. So uh, Fat Sosa and them did the song together, mm-hmm. and I was engineering it. And I never forget what he told me. Say, man, you're a cold engineer. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Because you know, when you're working with major artists, you never know how skillful you are until they see it. Yeah. You know, and once he told me that, because uh, that same night we actually went to two studios. That same night, um, so. The first the uh the first session we had i was engineering it and then went to another studio he didn't even know i was gonna be the engineer at that studio so mm-hmm. he seen me again he was like oh you must be the one you must be the one that's running the city because i done seen you two times in one night <laughs> <laughs> so, so 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 did that lead to like a you know like a like it, you're still it, fucking it, with him yeah it, it it leaded to a better yeah it leaded to a better situation because you know, once, you know, once, you know, working with these major artists, if they see you numerous of times that same night, they feel like you got to be somebody important. Yeah. Um. So the last session we did, he actually uh, did a, um, a feature with somebody else named uh, RSC Chapo. He out here from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And um, and I engineered that session. And that's that's when I got the first, that's when I, he gave me the first time to play my beats is because the artist was like, play the beats. So Vezo was like, whatever you hear is hard, we're gonna jump on it. Because Vezo know how to really rap, it doesn't matter what the beat sound like. So so yeah, how yeah. long does he take? Um like the little verse down? Yeah. Uh to be real, let's say a hook and a verse, it probably take 30, 40 minutes. Oh, that's crazy. Uh probably a little less than that because like he don't write, so he just go off the top and it just be flowing. It be flowing so well, like you already think he already got it together. So he ain't punching in or nothing, just yeah, he, punch, yeah, he punching in, but you can't tell. Okay. Do you? Does it make a difference for you if they they have a song already like done or if they need to punch it in? Do you care? Um, yeah, well, I like to work with artists that already have the song done. Even though we're gonna punch in a few pauses because you're trying to get a certain word our way out to be clear. Mm. So um, I like to work with artists that already got it done, and then uh, as far as the recording technique, I tell them where to punch in at, where to stop at, and stuff like that. What to take out if I feel it's too many words that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really, I really work with the artists. I just don't let them come in the studio and just rap or sing. Yeah. It seems to me that, uh, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Simon Hectic wants to know, are you taking on or working with any new artists? I take on new artists every day. That's how I feel. So because do you have people under your umbrella already? Nah, not basically. Not 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 really. But it's like, it's a couple of favorite artists I like to work with. 
Mm-hmm. Like we already got that chemistry. But far as you know, like under my umbrella, like nah, you know, because at the end of the day, I showed them like, you know, it's best to take this song right here, get it distributed, you know, just give them the ropes of how to copyright that music and stuff like that. Okay. Are you looking to do that in the future though? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know. A lot of artists don't know the steps to take to put out music the proper way. They just, you know, some artists feel like they can go on YouTube, get a beat, and, you know, pay for a distributor company, you know, like $20 a year, $30 a year, and just put it out on all platforms. But in reality, they already took the beat off YouTube, don't even have rights to the beat, Mm -hmm. you know, copyrights to it, because you can't really copyright a song if you ain't got no rights to the beat. So is that diminishing the producer's ability to earn um yeah no because um i like to tell the artists um what and what not to do because of my trial and errors you know dealing with business and, and stuff like that so um it's best to tell the artists because you know nowadays in the industry to get signed you got to have it all the way together or you got to make it look like you got it all the way together yeah, really want to deal with you, you know. Which it's, either. it's weird. Like, like if I got fifty million streams already, what do I need a company for? Um, because it's some it's some events, some things that be happening in the industry, they won't let you go to a certain point. You know, like if you if you um. If you're an independent artist, you working hard, you get down at the same amount of screens a major artist get, but you're not eligible to be or get a BT award because you got to be a major artist. You got to be signed under a major label or you got to be signed to a label that's already signed to a major label. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Although I don't think the awards are as important to this generation as they used to be. No, it's not because um, I feel like the artists that's really getting awards, man, it's tons of other artists that work just as hard as them. Yeah. You know, or probably even working harder than them, but they just got that label that's under them, that's pushing them. I remember Timberland getting $250,000 a track. Some oh, crazy yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> will, will it ever go back to that for producers? I don't think so because the streaming game done messed up a lot of things. I don't think so. Because, you know, back then they was getting paid, like, you know, to buy an actual physical CD, you was paying between 10 to 10 to $12 for the CD. Yeah. So, but the, uh, the producers that's, that's producing the albums back then, they already got points and they get paid probably mm, if they go platinum. Mm-mm-mm. It's because uh, physical copies shows the real numbers. People actually going out to the stores and getting the music. Yeah, you know. So even with you know nowadays, it's like the streaming game. Only thing you got to do is pay ten dollars on Apple Music, and you got access to whatever you want to listen to. Although it was, they was cheating the game with CDs too. The mm-hmm. co- the record companies because they just buy a thousand. Mm-hmm. And- several different stores or ten, however many numbers to right. inflate the artists. Right. It's just a lot easier right. to do that now. Right, right, right. 
right? Because oh. you know, once the, you know, I guess once they go platinum, gold or platinum, then the show money increase. A lot of things in the market increase for that artist. What's, so, do you still go out and, and and check shows out just randomly? Yeah, uh, like showcases and stuff like that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. still support. I don't really go out too much to support the showcases, but if I see it on Instagram, I share it. Or if somebody invite me, um, I try to make it if the, uh, the studio life ain't in my way. So what, what's hip hop to you? Like I, I'm watching, uh, matter of fact, we was having a conversation about most deaf comment. I don't know if you saw that about mm-hmm. Drake not being hip hop. And it got Drake me to is, thinking, like, what Drake is, is hip hop? Uh, Drake is hip hop to me. Um, hip hop to me is, uh, you know, uh, lyrics, content, um, uh, substance. You know, it just makes sense, and people feel it. You know, other than just being, you know, just doing the rap. You know what they call trap rap. Like with trap rap, you can just say anything as long as the beat go hard with what you're saying. But with Drake's music. You can tell Drake really sit down and really vibe with the producer that's making the beat and really makes the song. You know, so that's hip hop to me because hip hop is like they pay attention to the beat. They pay attention to all the instruments in the beat, what to go with, what to talk about. And it just be some real things that be happening in real life. I feel you. So so hip hop is more like soul music. Mm hmm. Which I think is a good analogy because if you look at like, I think Drake is probably the least soulful superstar, mm-hmm. and like Jay Z, Jay Z didn't really get dope until he tapped into his soul music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it took me a long time to get into Jay Z. Man, I didn't really fuck with Jay Z until after he came back from the retirement. Right. <laughs> well, no, I was fucking with him before then. It just took me a long time. Like after um I think Hard Not Life uh two. Mm-hmm. After that, I forgot the next album that came after that, but that's when I started really getting into his music. Okay, so who who you got playing in your car? Um actually like a lot of local um artists. All right, put I'm, me up on some people. Uh like local? Mm-hmm. Um Like, uh, it's an artist named Young Trap. I fuck with because I like his voice. I like what he talk about. I like his style. Mm-hmm. Um, R&B side. Um, um, it's this guy named uh, DJ AO. He different. Um, he different, but he R&B though, but he different. He still sing about real life stuff that really goes on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few of them um, I work with that I love to work with. I don't be trying to leave out no names because they might feel some type of way. Like after the end of the day. <laughs> People be tender about that shit. Yeah, I ain't trying right. to put you on the spot. I'm just trying to get some shit to listen to. Yeah, but it's a, it's a lot. I can just, you know, just scroll down and really just, you know, link you with a lot of stuff that I like. Hopefully yeah, like. let me know. Um, yo, it's a young kid in, in Carolina too. He reminds me a lot of J. Cole, and I cannot remember this kid's name. We got dreads. Uh, I don't know if you. Uh, oh. You say here in North Carolina or he out here in Charlotte? Uh, I don't know if he's in Charlotte or not. I know he's in North Carolina. Mm. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure, like, as soon as we get off, 
my Instagram has heard me say that. So they're going to show me some of his shit. So right. <laughs> the conversation is over. Um, do you know like what part of North Carolina or are you not sure yet? Uh, I'm not shit. No, I don't. Okay. And I'm, I was trying to see if I could find it real quick, but my multitasking skills are ass, bro. I can't do two things at once. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, um, damn, damn. I want to say it starts with an E, too. All right, so how many beats right now you got in the chamber to send somebody? I, I, I'm an artist. I want to, I want to buy some of your shit. How many can you send me? Um, man, the number is so high. I'd rather just uh, excuse me, I'm trying to grab this charge. This charge. This I'm in charge of this long, but the numbers is so high. So I just rather send you my uh my beat page link. Um, I know my beat page link. I already have 99 beats up there. Really. So, uh, as far as what I create in life, as far as my computer, probably triple that, probably double that number, triple that number. But, uh, yeah, you didn't cut your whole face out, not to, this time, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, so what makes you decide? Do you just put everything on? Like, you just throw it on, on, on the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the, the uh, website? Yeah, well, I'm just about to start back on it. Um, I had stopped because uh, ooh, I can't stand Actually, that, that that was pretty dope right there. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, man. Trying to get your phone to to stay in one spot without one of the little stands is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I try to put that shit on uh, put it up against something. That ain't one of the stands, you know, a cup or something, and that shit always fucking falls. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hardest lesson you've learned so far? Um. Hmm. Doing something that people's telling me not to do, and I still do it, and I still get I get the same results they had got from it. Uh, far as, um. In the music industry, it's like, yo, don't send your beats out um, until they, you know, copyrighted or, you know, far, you know, saying the uh, the legal uh, actions go. Mm -hmm. And I still used to send them out because I'm like, yo, I just got an email from such and such. I'm finna send it out. <laughs> Trying to find out they not took the beat. I can't do nothing about it <laughs> because what they did was they gave it to another producer. He remade it. And he got away with it. Oh, wow. That's got... How, how, how long did it take for you to find out? Um, It takes a while because you got to wait till the song come out. Mm -hmm. So uh, they'll probably record the song in the wintertime. And then the song probably don't come out to the summertime. But next year. And when you hear it, what you thinking? It's like, man. At first you'll feel like that sound like my beat. But then, you know, your mind started playing tricks on you like, mm, nah. But then once you started hearing the breakdowns in the instruments, like, that is my beat. You know, like, it's it's like, damn. It's heartbroken, you know what I mean? Then it's like, you can't do nothing about it. 
And then you started seeing the audience, a lot of people started listening to it, and it's oh. like, man, turn it up. I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what it is? Man, being a creative, somebody explain this to me. You don't, you don't, you, you're impatient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it be. That's, that's exactly what it be. And creatives need approval. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you combine those two things and it's like, okay, I got something I think is dope. I need somebody to validate this dopeness. Right. Right. And that makes you make really bad, bad just business right. decisions. Right. Right. Just like you say, impatient. Oh my God. What's the best thing you, you, you've accomplished over the last, let's say three years. Um, just basically, um, I don't know. I just always, I just always look at hard work because, you know, I look at it like if you're consistent with the work and you got, you know, the quality and everything for an artist, it doesn't matter if it's a local artist or a major artist. Um, but, my best feeling is like working with an artist and it's like when they put the song out and the song do good, it's like, I'm glad to be a part of it. When it's trash, what you thinking? <laughs> I knew that was going to come. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody ain't making a uh, hit, bro. You're right. You're right. But I look at it like this because nowadays, even trash songs become a hit. But you know. does it does it like okay so you 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 this your beat and you behind the engineering board and rapper X has bought this beat and they in the booth spitting pure hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Can they tell that you think it's garbage? Do you say something? I do it like this. I help them out with words like okay, don't say that. Say this. I try to make the hot garbage into something. At least it's got to be something. <laughs> you try to fix the garbage, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it always work? Majority of the time. So that's that's a polite no. But then, <laughs> but then the other half is like, if it's hot garbage. Some of the people don't even like for you to tell them what to do. They just rather just do it. So I just sit there and be like, okay. Okay, they only got an hour left. Okay, that's cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that um, yeah, taking advice about your artistry is probably one of the most difficult things somebody can do. And, I, you know, like, because everybody, the, the thing about it is, is that all the great ones have been said, told no. Right, right, right. And so then, you know, you got some. You know, you got some artists that can't take criticism. Well, but that's that's what they thinking. They thinking, okay, you just hating. I'm the next Rakim. Right. You just right. not seeing that. You you limited in your 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 viewpoint. Right, right, and, right. And, and they could be right. And you know, I I I already feel that type of energy once they come through the door. Like, okay. He don't want no feedback. He don't want he don't want to be criticized. I just automatically just feel that energy because I don't work with so many artists to the point I feel like it's just a repeat mm-hmm. of a lot of things. And so when you get that 
let's say you get that once in a generation artist and you know this person is about to be Drake on steroids. How do you deal with them? I just teach them being consistent because, you know, one thing I did, one thing I did learn is when artists got a talent like that, it's either it's it's two it's it's either two things. They're not consistent or they can't really afford their career. Mm. So um I just teach I just teach them consistency. But the trash artists, sometimes they have both. And you know what? I will say that talent is probably ten percent of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause there's some horrible, horrible artists who believed in themselves so much and just wouldn't quit that they willed themselves to success. Right, right. You know how how much does it cost though? You say some people can't afford to be an artist. Like what we talk about? How much money do you need? Um, I look at it like this. So, out of studio time, then you got to pay for the mix and master. That's just in, that's just studio fees. Mm-hmm. Then you know after the song get done, you know really you know mixing the master and all that. Then you got to take it to a platform so you can uh, promote it on on social media, and you still got to spend money on marketing and promo. But promo and marketing costs more than studio time. Yeah. But the artist probably can only just afford the studio time. And not only that, like trying to like like if you're just gonna buy Instagram ads yourself, and trust me, I've done it myself. Most of us don't know how to to adequately target the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of out of my league, but I'm I'm familiar with what you're saying though. Oh man, I know how to fuck up some money. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't <laughs> You know, you know who really got some good advice on that? La Russell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. Yeah. I got a chance to interview him and he just dropped like a whole hour full of gems as far as being an independent hustler. But yeah. I think he figured it I think he figured out most of the business before he started putting his music out. Because I guess he felt like you're going to need to know the business before you release anything. Um, No. Like, he kind of learned as he went. He was, he was a really smart guy going into it, though. Right. So his, his curve, of his learning curve was probably smaller than most. Right, right, right. You know. Um, so is your goal for you personally to be signed to, like, a major label or just do independent production for your career? Um, I look at it like if it comes to a major, I do it, but um, it's got to be what I want to do with the major label. You know, um, I want to sign a, a admin. I want to sign an admin deal so I know I got fully control of what I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, man, these, these labels just, they'll do you how they want to do you. I done seen it happen. Um, independent. Well, I might always just say I'm already independent, but um, major label. Yeah, I would sign, but everything got to be how I want it to be. The dirtiest you've seen somebody get done by a major thus far. Mm. 
without naming names. I don't want to throw nobody under the bus. Right, right, right. I'm glad you said that because it got to the point. I <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, they feel bad enough. I'm sure. I don't want to add to their misery. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um. Mm. It's a lot though. Um, this is one artist. Uh, actually, um. Mm. That's a tough question right there, because if I talk about one situation, then I feel like I'm talking about them. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you know uh, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's that bad, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want them to be mad at right. you and shit. Right. <laughs> um, can they bounce back? Yeah, it's always possible to bounce back. The tw- um, what, do, what, what do they call that? Uh... The 360 deal, is that worth it? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying Wiz Khalifa survived out of the 360 deal. He different, though. <laughs> I mean, but the 360 he, he, deal he, he, is hard to work with under if you ain't really knowing what you want to do and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not saying, I don't watch Wiz Khalifa all career. I've seen him survive out of the 360 deal. Yeah, because he's been, you know, he managed to have longevity. Mm-hmm. And like most artists never make it out of that first contract. Right, right, right. What you and think his think secret it, was? It, I think it either be, I think the song they be going with, they, they think it's hot until they really put it out there in the world and the world don't agree as much as they, they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Or two things is just they don't know how to market it the correct way. They probably marketing it on the wrong side. They probably marketing uh down south song on the east coast. I mean on the uh on the west coast. Okay, I got you. And I think sometimes they, they feel like since they got a, a a label behind them, they don't have to do the work. Right, right, right. That's just the start of it. You gotta still put the work in, like that's just the start. Yeah. Just because you make it to the league don't mean you got to stop. You can go stop going to the gym. Right. Right. I want to be something like a Metro Boomin or something like that. So who do you study produ- production-wise? Um, I study uh, a lot of Metro Boomin stuff. Um, a lot of uh, Memphis producers like uh, Tay Keith. Uh, he's pretty dope. Uh, Southside, uh, 808 Mafia, pretty dope. Um let me see. Um, and why back then I was studying um, the the, uh, the heat makers that made the beats for uh, Dipset, uh, mm-hmm. A Rod Music. Um, yes, a few, a few of them. That's, that's taking it back a little bit right there too. Yeah, but that's around the time I got started into making beats though. And so, but I still I still go off the creativity of what I looked up to okay yeah I, you know who who's uh an underrated producer this is way before your time but herbie lovebug mm-hmm. like i don't know if you, you've heard of salt and pepper right yeah salt and pepper yeah mm-hmm. yeah like herbie lovebug was salt and pepper. i mean i'm talking about this is way way back but but salt and pepper kid and play 
Like, he was, like, for a few years, he was that guy. That's somebody, like, that people don't, the production world seems to have forgotten that definitely deserves his flowers. Right, is, right. Is right, there anybody right. that, that, that you've seen along the way where you like, okay, they so underrated, let me give them their flowers too? Um Sonny Digital. Okay, I've heard the name. Sonny Digital. But I can't put it with no beats. Um Band play from uh from Tennessee. You fuck with Tennessee heavy, huh? Man, they dope. Man, they beats. They dope. Oh, they man. Dope. Juicy J don't get the love he deserves either. Yeah, Juicy J. Uh, Juicy J, what's the other one he was making? The beat? Uh, DJ Paul. Yeah, yeah. And and whoever was making 8-Ball of MJG's beats, fucking phenomenal, especially early I on. think that was, um, don't give me the line though. I don't want to feel like I'm saying the wrong name, but I think it was, um, I know it's Suave House. I just can't remember. It was Mike. It might have been Mike. Was it Mike Dean? I don't know. That's that's interesting though. I was about to say, uh, nah. I don't think. I don't think that's right though. I was about to say DJ Squeaky, but I don't think DJ Squeaky was doing the beats for them. I don't know, but they, they, like, that's probably one of my favorite, uh, groups, A Ball and MJG. Right. I'm an old, I'm an old nigga, though. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, so, (laughs) who, 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 who's a dope group to you? Like, now? Yeah. Ain't too many groups nowadays, though. That sucks, though. Right. (laughs) Right, ain't too many groups. Like it, um, Griselda. I like Griselda. I don't even, you know, they, they were, I think they were in, in a group to be solo artists. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they planned it that way. I don't think it was like, oh, we hate each other. Fuck y'all. We out. Cause right. they're like legitimately right. family. But Griselda is nice, nigga. Right, right. Who, 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 okay, you could do an album with one of Griselda, one of the Griselda members. Who would you go with? Mm. I got to go with Westside Gun. Really? Yeah. I think I like his voice. It's too much on the album, though. But for, but really, for for me, but that's what really draws the attention in the music is the voice and the lyrics they saying. Um, Benny, 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 good. But if I want to do an album with one of them, I got to go with Westside Guns. You know, what? I, I can't be mad at that though. Like I'm more of a uh, Benny the Butcher fan, but I can see where you're coming from with the like, like ain't no voice. Like like West Side Guns, period. Right, right. I it might be annoying to people, but man, it's different. It's different. That's what makes all this different, the voice. Yeah, you either really fuck with him or you can't stand him. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It, ain't, it ain't really no in-between with that guy, but he be saying some shit. Right. And right. The, the power, uh, 
the best producer, engineer, rapper, writer in the city. Well, damn, that says some shit. Apparently, they're not talking about me, bro. They're talking about you. <laughs> but you write too? Yeah, yeah, I do sound right. Oh, well, you didn't bring that shit up. You didn't say nothing about that. Um, <laughs> that's that's one of my that's one of my least things I do though. It's not an everyday basis. And you rap? I used to. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> okay, no, okay. Me, no high sixteen. I do not have it for you. I do not have. <laughs> I do not have it for you. No, but we got it. We got it. We got to tone down your humility, some. <laughs> We gotta get you to talk some shit, bro. Man, I just let the work speak for it. I just let the work. But, every, one, um, every once in a while, man, let but niggas the know. Songs I, a lot of songs I did write um, for a few artists uh, ended up being on the on the radio station a lot last year, or even this year, still coming. That I wrote, produced a beat, and recorded, mixed and mastered the song out at the same time. Okay, what, what what do you what do you enjoy writing about? Like, basically, real life, like real life what people go through. You know, like even if it come down to street situations, like it's still real life mm. situation that people really go through or went through. You know, I just I, I call it reality music. Is it really though? Cause most of these niggas be lying. Yeah, but you can tell they lie if you really dig deep and really listen to what they saying. And then again, it's still hard to catch on because it might be another street nigga that's writing the phone. So it's hard to catch them. Ghostwriting used to have a stigma. Like you, if you had somebody writing your shit, you was. You was all the the the, the hip hop community hated you. Right, right, right. Still do though. Does, the hip hop community do still, they? Yes, yes, still do. Yeah. I don't know because everybody from Snoop to Drake has has ghostwriters. I think it's like this because I think I don't know. This is my opinion though. I think people that be in the studio with them throw around ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know they still be eligible to get that credit is because of the idea they threw to the artist. So it do goes down into the ghostwriting category, but it's not like they writing the whole song and giving it to the artist and be like, "Yo, this it right here, say this." But I I, I feel like they just throwing around ideas to the artist. Oh, some of these niggas have a whole song wrote for them. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, I understand your diplomacy, and you, you know, I don't have to be that nigga. You know, <laughs> some of these niggas just, just like, yo, bro, I need a song for this beat. Yeah, you're right. You, you're right. Um, but I don't know. I know when I when I do songwriting, I end up either writing the hook in a verse, or just the hook, or just a verse. Okay. And I don't know why. Yeah, you know, so, it's I like you in the dark, bro. Hmm? It's like you in the dark. Okay, give me one second. Let me turn this light on. That yeah, that that that, that helped a lot. There we go. And I'm I didn't mean to cut you off. What was you saying though? Um, you know, sometimes I end up writing a hook, or I end up writing a hook in a verse, and then sometimes I end up writing a whole song. It depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. It, it then depends on who I'm writing for. 
You still get paid for it though, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. still get royalties for it, yeah. And I don't think you care that people know if you wrote it or not. Uh no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, I don't think you told us what your website was. Oh, it's uh beatstars.com backslash Lord G Beats. That's L-O-R-D-G-B-E-A-T-Z. Where did the name come from? Uh Lord G. Yeah. Um somebody's gate. Somebody gave it to me. They gave it to me way back. I just ran with it. I used to go buy a little tea back in. Yeah, but, they def they definitely did you a better service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they was like, yo. Man, I feel it, bro. When you make it, you're going to be the God of it, bro. You're going to be the Lord of it. And I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I just, took it and, I just took it and ran with it. And then I looked at it like, a lot of people was like, it's controversy. But I looked at it like attention. Ain't no controversy in it. Yeah, I, that, I ain't looking at it like that. But a lot of people was like, it's some controversy, and I was like, "Nah, it's just gonna draw. It's just gonna draw some attention to yeah. to get to me, my production, my engineering quality. If they hear a nigga like Lord G, they're like, oh, I gotta check him out. He's got to be somebody. You know? See what he got going on. If he got a name like that, yeah, man, you gotta send me some uh, some shit to check out too, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and damn, I realize the hours is up. And let me see, Shakira. Shout out to Shakira White. Some people do have whole songs written for him. Yeah, that's most humble guy you'd ever meet. This is so informative. Shout out to you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the shit. Appreciate it. Um, anything you want to say before we go, though, bro? I don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to my management team. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, Charlotte for letting me become who I am, accepting me. And, you know, big shout out to me, man. And big shout out to you for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Yeah, man, because I'm, I'm, you know, this summer when your shit is all on the radio, I'm definitely going to be re. I'm gonna cut this motherfucker up like, like an ounce in a drought. He's <laughs> gonna be looking like a Valeo TV man. <laughs> You're gonna be like clip number seventy two. How do you get right. seventy two clips out of that shit? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yo, but I do appreciate you, man. Um, very, very dope conversation, man. No, yeah, yeah. and lo- love the humility, bro. I really do. For sure. For sure. You know, For keep, sure. keep doing you and keep being you. For sure. For sure. Gratitude. Gratitude. You know, and if there's anything I can do for you, man, please don't hesitate to, to reach out. Let me know. I got you. For sure. For sure. Got you. On that note, man, we out of here. I'm going to let you go ahead and get back to, to making some beats. Don't forget to send me some shit, too, bro. I'm serious about that. I got you. Just send me the email. I've uh, I seen some examples, too. All right, I got you. I'll do that as soon as we get off. Okay, for sure. Appreciate it. No doubt. Peace. Yo, don't forget, like I said, uh, like, subscribe, share to YouTube. Um, oh, and, and go to Facebook and check out the fan page. I can use a couple more on there. Trying to get that up to 10,000. Um, I'm a couple of thousand short. Anyway, it's Intellectually Petty Radio on Facebook. This has been Jobs. This has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Definitely Appreciate y'all for tapping in. Um, and we got the world-renowned plastic surgeon coming on in an hour, Dr. DeLorean Q. Griffin. And we're going to be talking about BBLs and liposuction and all of that. Um, so y'all want to tap into that too, same channel. 
Um, and like I say, in an hour on that note, I'm out. Yo, dude was hella humble though, wasn't he? That's the, you don't come across too many uh, humble people nowadays. Um, so pr- proud of that young man. Go go support Lord G. Anyway, I'm out of here. Y'all have a good one.